in the year 2002, when the out of this world gets out of control, don't bother calling the CIA. Forget the FBI, because there's only one government agency we can turn to. This package is in clear violation of Section 3.1 of the United States Postal Code. Next! Kevin. <laughs> wow. Kevin, that's funny. You just, you don't have like a Kevin. Okay, straight to the point. You are a former agent of a top secret organization that monitors extraterrestrials on Earth. Hey! You're back! Hey, somebody said you were dead. You look good. The Deneuralizer. In a few moments, transverse magneto energy will surge through your brain, unlocking information that could hold the key. Darth's very survival. Oh, okay. What's that thing? The Deneuralizer. This season, they're back in black. Attention, people. Please move to the forward car. We got a bug in the electrical system. Yo, people, we got a bug in the electrical system. Oh, now y'all running. Now y'all running. Well, the movie, the podcast. That's right, movie, the podcast. We're coming at you not at 98, not 99. We're coming at you. 100 but <laughs> i wasn't are, even sure where that was going <laughs> but we are uh 100 sans one so technically 75 but of the three quarters that's here we are 100 it's some rick steiner math going on over there <laughs> you I'm got, a, Greek. You got so, a 33rd and a third chance to listen dude, to movie the podcast dude real talk i listened to his math one time like i actually like wrote it down oh it's I amazing like, I was like, he's actually, I mean, he's wrong, <laughs> yeah. but the way he is wrong is 100% correct. Like, the way that he is incorrect is... Did you watch that video? Yeah, he doesn't, like, he doesn't lose track of where he is at all. No, it's, like, it's all amazing. of his percentages are completely, it's not how statistics work, but the way he gets there is 100% right. We all need to go to our road trip to that Shoney's he owns in North Carolina. <laughs> Sounds rad. It's like I forget. I think it's does is ninety five go all the way down to North Carolina? Ninety five goes all the way to Florida. Okay, there it's on one of the major highways. It must be ninety five. But there's literally like a sign for the Shoney's, and it's like it's Rick Scott or uh, why did I say Rick Scott Steiner? Like huge. It takes up the whole side, and then in like little print on the side, it's like Shoney's exit, whatever. Wow. And apparently he's there like all the time. He's like fucking Rocky at his restaurant. But it's a Shoney's. It says, I'm looking at the video. Shoney's grand opening in Ackworth. Yeah. Ackworth, Shrek. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought for some Look reason I thought it was North Carolina. Look, Scott Steiner's son signed a free agent contract, rookie free agent deal with the Ravens. Rick's the dog face gremlin? His son. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. This is great. Like this video on YouTube, it's got, first of all, Scott Steiner is gone completely white except for the soul patch, which has been dyed black. And he is here at the grand opening of this with, uh, with Razor Ramon and uh, Diesel are here. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, you Philistine, but yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There, I forgot. So Scott, there fucking Scott Steiner was still wrestling like last year. The guy did like a moonsault and like broke his neck. The guy's a lunatic. God bless him. Yeah.
Anyway, what did we anyway, watch this week, Doug? We watched my pick, which was Men in Black 2. That, that, all that wrestling talk was a cold open. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a shout out to one of our other shows. This is a teaser. For And what a pick it was. The yeah. wrestle whistles. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where the scores lie on this one. Okay, well, then we'll wait. I will lie to you. Then I'll just hold what on. Are, what, what were you going to say? I picked I it. picked this because I remember not liking it. Yeah. And on a second reviewing, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. It, it's uh it's competent. It's, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll get into it. Um anyway, uh let's get into what we always get into, what we do, what we do, what we do, what we do, and uh it still freaks me out that it's still like bright as shit outside and it's eight fifteen. I know I haven't gotten over summer yet. Uh, Alec, what'd you watch this week? Mm, I watched 15 things. Oh my God. (laughs) Did you really? I guess five, but I only watched one thing. Oh shit. That's the opposite of 15. I watched a bunch of TV shows over the weekend, but I watched one movie. Um, Tom Hanks, Apple TV banger Greyhound. How'd you watch that? Apple Apple TV? TV. You have Apple TV. No, but you can just register for Roku. free, a free uh, subscription for a free week. Oh, okay. I thought you needed fucking like I thought you needed an Apple TV to get a fucking Apple TV. No, subscription. it's just on Roku. Like you, it's yeah. just an app, just like all the other streaming. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So we did like we just signed up for the free week. Isn't there a um a show by the It's Always Sunny guys on that? Uh, I think so. It's like or an he's MMO. Like a, he's like yeah. a video game producer. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. It's like something quest. Something. I wanted to watch like, it, but I don't. I, I I haven't had the effort to go look for it yet on the internet. How was Greyhound? Mm-hmm. Uh, Greyhound was outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. What's they, it about? Uh, What's it about? It is about the Battle of the Atlantic and World War Two and the uh, ships that were the, the Allied ships that were basically. Um, what do you call it? it was basically guardian guardian escorting? mission for for uh for merchant vessels. Oh, okay, so you're escorting crossing, the mer- stuff. Yeah, escorting. That's a good word. It's an escort um, mission. We all love that. Yeah, and like it was like a a group of uh Allied destroyers that were escorting like hundreds of merchant ships back and forth across the Atlantic. Was the Lusitania? Was that World War One or two? That was one. Mm. The sinking of the Lusitania is one of the causes of World War One, I, I believe. Right? If, or, uh, no, the sinking uh, of Lusitania. The sinking of, of well, not of World War One, but of America's involvement in World War One. I've been drinking too much. Is that true? Okay, I couldn't remember. You that can was. look it up. If, uh, I'll keep talking. But it's uh it's very good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. It's it's only an hour and a half long, which for a war movie seems oh, crazy. That's perfect, though. I I'm tired of these yeah, fucking overblown like, movies. And the whole movie takes place over the course of like two days. Oh, because so with these uh, escort missions, they would get to a certain range or certain distance from the United States, and they'd have 48 hours of blackout where they had no air coverage. Oh, right, because nobody could... Until, until they got to the coverage from the European continent. Okay. So, in that point, they were just, like, sitting ducks for German U-boats. That's, that's wild. Kinda, and that's... the American destroyers were, like, protecting 
the merchant ships from the U-boats. And without getting too much into it, like, it's... The effects are outstanding. The movie, like, the movie itself is... It was produced by Apple TV, I assume? Uh, It was not. It was supposed to be released in, uh... June. June. And Apple TV bought the rights for $70 million. Holy shit. So this is another, this is another, uh, victim of COVID. Well, what do you think it cost? It probably cost seventy. Well, what? They, it must have cost less than that, otherwise it wouldn't have sold it, right? No, it probably cost more than what cost? I mean, I would bet it cost more to than seventy. It, it probably, it, yeah. Also, like if you're, I was like, right by the way. The battle, the sinking of Lusitania was World War One, nineteen fifteen. It happened. But uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Find it somewhere and watch it. It's budget quick. budget fifty million, so they made twenty just right off the jump. Well, that's pretty goddamn good, and I bet it's going to push subscriptions because it's getting it's getting buzz. Alex, not the first person that I've read that said it's really solid. So yeah, it is, and like Tom Hanks loves his World War Two movies. He wrote it. Oh, it's really? Based on a, it's based on a uh, based on a book. Ew, gross. But uh, Tom Hanks wrote the <laughs> screen. He wrote the screenplay for it. So it's another good written by Tom Hanks movie. This and uh, that thing you do. The man's yeah. a talent. He is a talent. It was, the last production credit that shows up with all the uh, production symbols is his Playtone. Oh, Playtone, no way. Uh, That's his uh, production, production studio, company? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, shit, but I gotta yeah, watch I, I, like, I, I, I'm sorry? I gotta watch this. I, now I really, now you got me like excited to watch yeah, this. There's a free week of Apple TV. I'll pick that up. And I, can, I, can yeah. get, oh, I can get it off certain, all, I can get it off certain was, uh, uh, internet trucks. Oh, we did because you have an iPhone, right, Gogs? I do. So you have an Apple account already. Mm-hmm. You might have to create one, TJ, if you don't have an Apple account. I, I'll, I'll, like, I'll get to watch the movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> literally, we just downloaded, downloaded the app on the Roku and just said, give me the free week. And she just had to do something on her phone and we watched the movie like a minute later. Oh, that's sweet. I'll I mean, check it out. Yeah. I love World War II movies. And Tom Hanks... Even in movies I don't like, Tom Hanks is never bad. Like he always puts in a good performance. You is know, he what the, I mean? is he our best? Is he our best actor? Mm. Pound for pound, like like through our lives, like is he no, like? No, I don't. I mean, that's a tough through our lives, through our like, life. Not 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 America's best actor of all time, but I'm saying like what we've got to experience, right? Like so, like up there with like the Kurt Douglases and like the I mean, like. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot the of Jimmy great actors. We've, we've lived through a lot of great actors. I mean, Denzel Washington's a great Denzel, actor. Oh, yeah, I mean, but like he's in the conversation though, right? Like, I mean, Tom oh, of Hanks course, is like, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, probably because he can do kind of everything. Like he's a he, can he was do, a comedy guy. He was a goofball. He can do comedy. He can do drama. He can do kind of like he's done kind of every type of movie. He's never made like an art house movie, but yeah, he's. He's pretty good. He's definitely up there. I don't know. I don't know if I could even make that. Like, he's not better than Daniel Day Lewis. Like Daniel Day Lewis is like, like he's, been, he's more he's, he's been, more prolific. He's been in more more things that I yes. like. Daniel Day Lewis. He's 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 more prolific than Daniel Day Lewis. I'll give you that all day long. But like, he's never given a performance well, like about, Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood. Like, there's no like that. You can't compare. The that's two. true. That is a that is a fucking like. I think Joaquin Phoenix is in the conversation. I know that might sound crazy, but I think no, he's, he's, he's fucking great. What were you about to say, Alec? I'm sorry. Um. I would say as far as actors who, like, he's got to have, like, 
200 acting credits. Oh, a thousand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen cloud Atlas or the circle, but I've seen I mean, both. overall I'd say he's got like 95% bangers. Oh yeah. I mean, but very, even, very few duds. Even the it's, stuff, even that, he, the stuff is, yeah, he's not bad in. Yeah. He's not like he's in the Da Vinci code and that movie sucks, but it's not his fault. It's just trash movie. Like, yeah, I, 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 it's so bad. Um, I miss when the- I miss when Christian psychopaths used to worry about that movie and that book all the time, and now they're like actively trying to get people killed every day. I miss simpler this- times. This movie's got a cast. It looks like I'm I'm, just, I'm watching the trailer right now. Like it's got like this looks um, really fucking this looks really fucking good. It doesn't really have a cast. Like what's her name was in it for a minute. It was the shoe, but really it's Tom Hanks and a bunch of guys I never, I didn't recognize. It's what's it's um uh. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, I can't think of his name from Boardwalk Empire. Um, Steve Buscemi? No, no, no. Um, God damn it. The, the, guy, mobster, the mobster guy that I can't, well, oh, I can't the, think of his name. The guy that played... Um, the guy... Uh, hold on, hold on. I can't Holy think of Holy shit. The guy that was in A Serious Man? The main actor in that movie? No. I don't <laughs> think so. Different gangster in Boardwalk Did, Empire? The, no, like the... Fu- There's like a Capone. lot of gangsters. Capone, oh, the fucking the guy from Snatch, he plays he plays a uh, guy. He, uh, oh yeah, he's in Snatch. Uh, he plays uh, uh, fucking uh, what's his name? That's right, dogs. I he's like all, dogs. He's in a ton of movies. I can't ever think of that guy's name either. Stephen Graham is his name. He's a good actor. He played uh, Capone in two different movies because I think he played Capone in that awful Johnny Depp uh, Christian Bale movie too. I think that's correct. Uh, Public Enemies, man, that movie sucked. I was so looking forward to that too. It was terrible. Anything else, Alec? No, just a bunch of. I watched, finished uh, Future Man. Oh yeah, I, think you guys, I, think you I guys still need to really watch that. that. I always forget about it when I'm sitting down to watch something. I never remember about that. I need to check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's pretty funny. Is it on Hulu? It is on. Yeah, Hulu. it's on Hulu, and it's done now. This is the last season. It's how many seasons? Three. Perfect. There's only like 34 episodes total. So you can, um, you can and get I'm that knocked still, out pretty quick. Still trudging my way through season thirty-one of The Simpsons now. Oh my god! Last, you, you're you're just. Year. Thank you for your service, sir. It's an odyssey, <laughs> sir. Like you're really you're gonna have to write a book or a blog or something about this. I was on. Uh, oh, because like for a long time, it felt like beat my head against the wall. Yeah, the last couple of seasons have not been as bad as the seasons before that. Do you feel that you're almost in like a Stockholm syndrome situation though, where it's like, well, I'm this far, like these, this isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, nothing's going to be as good as the, is the golden age. Yeah, no. Yeah. But maybe you're far enough away from that and you've trudged through the, the deeper Valley of garbage. And now you're just kind of okay with it. Yeah. But it's still better than the deepest garbage. Yeah. That's probably true too. Um, still better than, than any random episode of family guy. Probably. Probably. Um, all right. And you pass the mic too. Uh, oh, we lost Gogs. <laughs> well, I got you. Oh, back. Gogs is back. back. Oh, uh, TJ. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I watched three things. Uh, oh my God, you watched more than me. 
Yeah, I watched a couple. I, I watched well more than a couple. I watched a few things this week. Uh, the first thing I watched is a documentary that I'll be very brief on because neither one of you guys give a shit about fucking rock and roll. <laughs> so I watched a movie called Sound City. Um, I fucking loved it. It's free on YouTube, so just look up Sound City. Um, it's about a studio of the same name where some of the greatest albums in like rock and roll history have ever taken place, and it's all about like the studio and through the different eras. And it's just fascinating that, like, I don't know. How many for, Nickelback albums were there? Uh, probably none. But, I, you know, they might have recorded one there. Everybody recorded there. Uh, so, basically what happens is, like, they go through these periods of, of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And, like, they were about to die. And the thing that, the reason why this movie got made is because in the 90s they recorded Nevermind. And Nevermind went on to become like one of the biggest albums in history. And that like reinvigorated the whole thing. And Dave Grohl, who directs the documentary, is the one that ends up kind of, he uh, he tells its whole history. I don't want to give the whole movie away because there is kind of an arc to it. But it's really good, full of a lot of great interviews. Um, the second half of the movie, uh, Dave Grohl makes like a tribute album to Sound City with a lot of the artists from Sound City's past. So... There's like uh, sequences where like different artists, like uh, the one that, that really stuck out for me that I really enjoyed was Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails and Dave Grohl. They all came together and made a song and th- it's cool to watch the recording process of them like coming together, trying to make like make up riffs and then like, hey, this works. This doesn't work. I don't know. I, I sucker for that kind of stuff. Like I, I think it's very interesting to watch people make art like that but i really enjoyed it and i i generally like i have a love-hate relationship with dave Grohl. i kind of find him annoying sometimes but this is like really i really liked him in this one and i thought it was really 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 solid documentary so sound city uh, available for free on youtube i'm um, i'm looking through the i'm looking through the list of all the albums it's, that were it's recorded amazing. there it's, it's nuts it yeah, is it's, insane it's like insane. like undertow oh it's fucking it, yeah it's uh, double vision by foreigner which mm-hmm. i mean i love Oh yeah, uh, like uh, Rick Springfield's big album that broke him with it has uh, Jesse's Girl on it. Uh, Holy Diver <laughs> was yep. recorded there. Yeah, they have uh, what's his name? Um, God, fucking metal. Ronnie people. James Dio? No, he's dead. Uh, th- uh, a piece. <laughs> the guy that the guy the drummer for Dio. He's they interview him about Dio, and of course they all say nothing but the nicest things. Apparently, like Ronnie James Dio is like the nicest guy in the planet. One hot um, minute, but Red Hot Chili Peppers recorded. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, holy a, shit, a ton. The first Rage Against the Machine album was yeah. recorded there. Yeah. Perfect Circle, Mare to Gnomes was recorded there. Yeah, it's nuts. It's a really cool documentary. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I watched it, uh, that the, the Vanilla Ice is two thousand and one. Uh, the new two thousand one comeback album was recorded there. Comeback? What'd you say, Alec? Did the Nold record there? <laughs> That's a joke. I don't know why one, that is a that. joke for one person, and he's gonna laugh his ass off when he hears that. That's where they recorded. That's where they recorded Piasso, the killer clown, stab <laughs> you with his banana knife. knife. <laughs> How do you remember that? <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking the Nold. We're all looking for an old reunion tour in 2020. No, we're not. Yeah, that, we are. That's what the coronavirus. That will defeat the coronavirus. Uh, I watched two other things. I watched um, I watched a movie that I I kept hearing was a hidden gem, so I'm like, F- I'm fine, I'll fucking watch it. 
I watched 2016's remake of The Blair Witch Project, annoyingly also called The Blair Witch Project. I mean, Mortal Kombat did it. I wasn't mad at it. What do you mean? Well, the video game. Right. It's... I'll I thought excuse- you watched this, like, years ago. No. I thought you talked about it before on the show. I feel like I might have watched people talk about it, and I might have talked about it. I never saw it. But uh, here's the thing about this movie. Directed by Adam Wingard, who I love, but oh, I Oh, yeah, we like him. I constantly have to be like, well, he made this, but it's not great. Um... So this movie could have been good if they didn't make it a found footage movie. This is a found footage movie, and it's like the biggest thing holding it back because it's like it constantly has to remind you that it's a found footage movie, and it does this annoying I thing. We over, I thought we were over that. Well, just how did you? Wait, well, before you get too into it, what's your affinity level for the original? I think it's a fucking masterpiece. I okay. think that. Well, here's the thing, though. Let me. I so I love the original as well. well problem, or I have. I've been watching a while. The problem with that movie is. And, and this is, it's not fair to other viewers, but it's a fact. Part of my love for that movie was when it came out, and you all remember this, we're all the same age, we all remember this shit. When that movie came out, horror people, non-horror non, like, fanatics, non-movie people, everyone was talking about that movie. It was huge. The atmosphere around that movie was nothing, I'd never seen anything like that back then. And... You know, people were arguing. People that live in fucking Maryland were arguing about, like, oh, no, there really is a Burkittsville. It's like, no, there's not. <laughs> like, there's no Burkittsville. It's, Dude, it's, I like such... I, I but saw it them. was so cool. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I, I loved it. That movie, like... I saw that movie in the theater. Me too. In, like... I forget what was... I was, ta- I was, uh, I was going on a date with this girl. Saw the movie in the theater. She... Drop me. I was going off to go party with one of our friends afterwards. So there was this weird handoff where she was dropping me <laughs> off at a parking lot. But yeah. then one of our buddies to pick me up. Picked you up like a proverbial baton. A party and baton. And she left. They, there was about 30 minutes of me being in this parking lot by myself. Oh, after just shit. In, the, in, like, in like the dead of night, like just after watching that movie, I was like, this is, and this is like kind of pre-cell phone where you had to rely on people to show up when they're supposed to show oh, yeah. up. And you're like, oh, yeah. you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, this is terrifying. The uh, movie was amazing and free the the atmosphere around it and when you actually got there was like a buzz that that I don't think I'll ever I mean, we're past that now. You could it, it was like a more innocent time. You know what I mean? Like and there's there's just something special about that movie. And I think the actual movie itself is good. Like the fact that it was made with like no money and and it made a killing. Oh, it had to. They only spent like I think they spent like under thirty thousand dollars to make that movie. They're saying the fu- the original shop budget was between thirty five and sixty. The final cost was between two hundred and seven hundred fifty thousand. That's that that final cost For distribution with, and everything. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. once once New Line or whoever bought it. Or yeah, you're or, under you're under a million dollars, and you made two hundred and forty eight million dollars. Absurd. But but anyway, a real, I, a real Blumhouse precursor. It really was. I mean, it. it I mean, that was also the precursor to that fucking paranormal activities thing, and that that's you know that was popular for a while. Yeah, but no, I t- like, for a long time that was like the most profitable movie ever. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same basic practice of no budget, and then just people go to see it, and it it's like the Blumhouse formula. It works. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, Gogs, I, I think the Blair Witch, and I still, I've watched it recently. I still think it holds up. I think it's like, I love atmospheric horror, and I think that it does, 
a really good job at building tension and being subtle and feeling real. All those people feel real. And like it got goofed on a lot because of its reality. Like I, I remember the running gag, the girl, there's a scene where she's like crying and her nose is running and shit. And like that became like the gag. Like I think like not another scary, scary movie or some yeah, shit. Yeah, that yeah, and a bunch that. of other people did. Like it's like, yeah, well, her nose is running because she's fucking terrified and she's not thinking like it's not like every other movie where like their their makeup is 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 on and all this shit. Like it feels realistic. Um so I love it. Uh so this new one, so that the the first thing that I found super annoying and I was like, uh oh, as I was watching it. So what do you you know, the biggest complaint about a found footage movie is why are they fucking filming now or how did they get this shot? You know, that kind of thing. So this movie goes out of its way to be like, well, they have they have these fucking like Bluetooth headset looking cameras. Each of them have it in their their ear the whole time. So if you need a shot from a POV, you can just be like, well, it came from their ear camera. They also have a drone and they have all this other high tech equipment. So automatically I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So this is your excuse when you do like weird cross cutting and shit that you shouldn't be able to do. And other than that, like it's just it's just more of the Blair Witch, but it's just like over the top now. It relies really heavily on like um, jump scares and quiet to loud stuff. Like I, the movie irritated the fuck out of me as I was watching it at home. So I have, you know, I got my sound bar set up and it's not the greatest, but it's a good, it's a decent sound bar. And again, you guys have been in my living room. It's not like a huge living room, so it doesn't take much to fill the room with sound. But they mix the audio of the dialogue very low. So you have to turn it up really loud. So like, <laughs> it would go from like whisper 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 to boom like it was like jeez mm. like that's just annoying it's not scary it's just annoying like loud noises loud noises all over the place there's interesting aspects to the movie they get stuck in this time loop that's kind of a cool idea um the, this one girl for some reason gets this weird like body horror kind of infection um but they also introduce this this these like rules with the blair witch that are dumb and it's like you've kind of you've kind of go too far out of your way to explain her there is one aspect of it that i think is really cool they go into this history of the blair witch where when she got found out as a witch they didn't they tie they they tied her up to a tree but then they like they put weights on her arms and her legs so she'd be like hanging from a tree but like weighted down so her arms like she's basically on like a fucking tor- a medieval well, even more medieval like the rack like a shitty rack so they show her briefly like out of like the glimpse of your eye and now she's this weird like elongated disgusting looking monster i'm like all right that's that's not bad i kind of like that like i like i like that little and you never see her like full on it's always like very brief um the movie's very meh but the ending like the last 10 minutes where they find because I, I guess I I'm sorry I'm all over the place. The premise of the movie is is that uh, Heather from the first movie, her brother. Is, oh, so it's uh, a sequel. It's an it's, in, a, it's a it's a sequel. Even more it's an in-universe sequel. Yeah, even more reason why the title is super annoying. Because in theory, you're gonna watch the Blair Witch Project and then follow it up by watching the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> like what? Uh, this one might be <laughs> called the Blair Witch. So I guess that's the difference. Um. Anyway. So Heather's brother is still alive. Like, and this is, 
as many years from when it actually happened as it is in the movie. They did that kind of thing. So he's still, he, he still wants to resolve her murder or disappearance or whatever. He finds uh, this message group or this, uh, this uh, social media group that still investigates the, the Blair Witch occurrence. And then they go investigate and they're looking for this house and they can't find the house. And then at the very end of the movie, when everybody's like dying and the shit hits the fan, they finally find the house. And the scene inside the fucking house is really good. Like, honestly, I almost want to tell you guys, don't watch the whole movie. Just fast forward to the very end because that last sequence is so good and so well done. It makes you frustrated for the rest of the movie because you're like, see? And the thing is, the thing that's annoying is, is that the final sequence is very cinematic. So it's like here again, if you just just made this a fucking movie, just make this a regular ass movie. Don't make this a fucking found footage movie. You could have done so much cooler shit. But it's like no, and I don't know. In the end, it's just very unsatisfying. There's some, there is some good, there's some good parts to it. There's enough good parts to it where I can understand where people are like, no, this movie's pretty solid. But as a whole, I, I, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. Hmm. And then lastly, I watched a movie, uh, which is an anthology movie that just showed up on Amazon Prime that I watched about 10 years ago, and I haven't seen it since. So when it popped up, I was like, man, I can't wait to watch this again. It's called Three Extremes. Uh, It's a horror anthology. It's the best horror anthology I've ever seen because unlike most horror anthologies where it's three or, well, most horror anthologies like the ABCs of Death is like 25 fucking short films. This is just three. So you have very little chance of a dud. You get three solid 40 40 to 45 minute movies. The first movie is called Dumplings. It's by a Chinese director named Fruit Chan. Um, She's excellent. Uh, It's about this woman that basically is trying to find the fountain of youth. She gets this weird like witch, for lack of a better term, that suggests that she should eat her dumplings. And let's just say that what's in her dumplings is very disturbing. I don't want to give it away because it's very good. Um, That's great. Then you have uh, the second movie called Cut, which is Chan Wook uh, Park from Old Boy and the the Vengeance Trilogy uh, Korean director. I'm sure you guys are aware of Chan Wook Park. He's fucking amazing. Um, Old Boy is, is, I mean, that's, that's, you know, all you got to say. that movie is way more ambitious. It's about this director that gets kidnapped by this extra and he ties the extra ties his wife to a piano and her she's like tied into the piano with razor wire and her fingers are glued to the piano. And at every, every like uh, 15 minute interval, he literally cuts one of her fingers off. Jesus. But the ending is super weird, and what's funny is, I again, man, I this movie came out years ago, and I haven't watched this in a long time. But I'd say out of the three, the last two are, are pretty weird and kind of art housey. But I would say that the second one, cut, is the most ambiguous as far as its meaning. And you know, I always when I see something like this, I always like to, you know, I have my theories, and I always like to see what else people say about it. This movie makes me want to start a YouTube channel because all the analysis of this film, I think, gets it wrong. Like, I think there's a very clear-cut uh, message to this movie that I don't think anyone's gotten. And I'm really surprised by it. Or at least, I'm not saying anyone. I'm saying that what I've, what I've read, and I read a couple of things. But either way, even if you don't, I mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. When I watched it the first time years ago, I didn't get it. 
and I it just all clicked for me now. But I still loved it. I thought it was great. Um, that guy has a visual style that's just it's to die for. There's weird like comedy beats in it. It's it's fantastic. And then the last little movie in there is a movie by Takashi Miike called Box, and it's about this girl that is a circus performer, and she has a twin, and this weird like implied pedophile is like their circus master and he makes them get into this tiny little box. Hence the title. Uh, but, uh, and then there's a horrible accident and the, one of the girls dies, but there's this, it's this weird like movie. They, it's great. Cause it's so short, so you can watch it over again easily, but it's, it's like a inception kind of movie without the instructions. Like it's definitely this layered, kind of dream thing where you don't kind of understand the reality of their world until the very end of the movie. And then you watch it over again and you kind of piece together what it actually means. I think it's amazing. It's also like incredibly subdued for a Takashi Miike movie. There's no like goofiness. It's a very like sparse score. It's shot beautifully. Like I'm not that Takashi Miike doesn't shoot things beautifully, but like he's usually there's one thing in all his movies, at least one scene that's like incredibly silly. That's what he's kind of known for. This has none of that. And it's just like him just like stripped down and it's amazing. And the whole thing all together is just a great, like it's three great little movies from three great uh, Asian directors. And I can't recommend it enough. And it's available for free on Amazon prime. Um, but if you like, if you like uh, Asian horror movies, like it's definitely, I mean, it's it's one of the best things that that ever came out. I think they made a sequel to it, but it's I've heard it's not very good. It doesn't have the same three directors. Um, but you can't really get better than than Fru Chan, Takashi Miike, and and uh, Chan Wook Park. Those those three are just juggernauts. It's ridiculous. It's like I I they've not, I I was thinking about it after it got if it got finished, and I was like. You know, there needs to be like an American version of this or not even American, like a Western version where it'd be like Nolan, so, Eggers, like I, I, got, I got a dumb question. Refin. Yeah. So you've got a, a Chinese director, uh, a Korean director and a Japanese director. Each, mm-hmm. each segment was in their native yep. language, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It That's was all. Yeah. It was each each in their own respective languages. And, um, but the, the stories weren't connected at all. No. They? And what I liked about this too, it, it, a lot of times with your anthology movies, um, they feel the need to have what's called a, in the biz a wraparound, where, um, where they jack you off, where they're pounding you. No, I I do love those too. No, a wraparound is um, so like it's, a wraparound would be they have to make a reason why these three movies like are, Creep Show or, or like VHS Tales from the Crypt or something ever, exactly like yeah. those, but like. In a, in a lot of the newer ones, like VHS for more specifically, there's literally a plot in the beginning of the movie where these kids break into like this weird haunted house and there's a pile of VHS tapes. Right. So they're watching what you're watching. Mm-hmm. So that's the wraparound. And then the end, by the time the final of the, the, the short films ends, it goes back to the initial plot and something happens there. So there's, that, that becomes like its own story. Like, if you've ever read the book Haunted by Chuck Palahniuk, there's a wraparound to that. Like, it's an anthology book, but it has a wraparound story. And quite frankly, it's something that's not needed. Like, I don't like, I think, like, wraparounds are kind of pointless. Like, I think audiences are smart enough to understand, wait, this movie's over. This movie started. These are not connected in any way. Like, they don't need, they don't need the fucking 
narrative thread to watch separate things in the same space. I think I, you're giving could, people too much credit. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessary. And I think almost always, I can't think of a good wraparound story. Like, I, they're almost always bad. But anyway, that's all I watched. So, Gogs. Uh, I watched one and one-eighth things. Um, I watched all, just continuing my uh, my journey down nostalgic old extreme movies. I watched RoboCop 2 because why not? I love um, RoboCop 2. Right. It kind of just goes off of the conversation last week. It's like... The, <laughs> Did you clap when you saw Frank Miller as the nuke scientist? So... <laughs> So RoboCop. So what's interesting about RoboCop too, besides all like the like the really extreme like advertising and all that other like you know really kind of just taking it to eleven stuff. It's interesting to watch RoboCop two in today's with today's like um uh kind of mindset or or um perspective on policing mm-hmm. because. The whole bit where they reprogram RoboCop is what we want the police to do nowadays, which is to talk to people and not shoot first. Yeah. And like the whole rest of the movie is trying to get RoboCop into blasting people yeah, again. It is true. So it's kind of weird to watch this bit where it's like, well, maybe you can talk to them and try and figure out what their problems are. And try. I mean, it's all the stuff. It's all the police reforms we're currently asking for. It's my favorite and, scene in fucking any RoboCop movie when that that uh what is it like a pawn shop is overrun by a baseball, baseball team, team of yeah. children and he's like isn't it a school day that he doesn't say isn't it a school day oh, he I says thought... that at the arcade uh, oh okay when shit. he's going after hobbs he just goes in there and he just starts saying like a bunch of nonsense because at this point he's kind of lost his fucking mind yeah um he's trying to give him like philosophy but he's got like all these mixed metaphors um, I always wanted to do nuke too because you like put it in your neck and you're like, like uh, yeah and yeah. I forgot how that movie's like that movie's like three movies like there's the first act where he's fighting nuke there's the middle act where Hobbs is in charge and they're trying to take over the city and then there's the third act where Kane becomes a robot monster where's Kane and, and watching it again like <sighs> so the movie's funny because it's kind of making fun of like super liberals but it's also making fun of like super corporations because OCP is not the good guy and all of their iconography is like inherently Nazi-esque oh, yeah. um, but uh, <laughs> do you feel like the, the mayor of Detroit was a little bit like, do you feel like his character was a little um, effeminate? not effeminate I was thinking a little like um, kind of uh What's the word I'm looking for here? Minstrel showish? Like they have him like Yeah. Like it's a little yeah, like Yeah, I could see that. He's it's kind of it's a bit this little shuck and jivey. It's like this is not yeah. this is this and I don't know whose director I could see that. idea was he, that. He's also just like I don't I I get what you're saying, but he's he's also just kind of like over the top and silly. So I don't know if it's intentional that it comes off that way. Right. It's just another thing like watching a movie from then that you couldn't make you could not make RoboCop two right now. No. No, um, I don't think so. But I still love it. It's still a ton of fun. Same I mean, kids get like kids get like straight up murdered in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Kids get fucking murdered <laughs> hard. The main villain is like a ten year old kid. Like the bits like the well, like, he's, he's the, not like, even the main he's like the second to main. The he's part like where the they the, the part where they disassemble Robocop, I would argue is more horrific 
than when they originally like shotgun Murphy to pieces. Oh, I don't know. That scene is fucking violent. That's pretty bad, but that scene, like he's he's with it the whole time for the yeah. second one. Like um the whole bit with his wife having to like like come to grips with the fact that he's not really a, like that's all fucked up. Um I do love the scene where they're trying to like show all the prototypes for Robocop two and all the Robocops are just losing their minds. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I love I love RoboCop too. And then I started watching. I got interrupted. I'm going to finish it. It's on Hulu. I think it's a Hulu original. It's called Wrinkles the Clown. <laughs> That's what I call my dick. <laughs> it's a doc. It's a documentary. Alex says this- no. Alex says no. Don't watch it's, it. It's did you watch it? It sounds terrible. It's a documentary about I, this creepy fucking clown that you can hire to fuck with your kids if they are giving you shit. Why would you do that? Because you're a bad parent. So, what like, is he it, like? Scary? Is he a yes. Scary like the, the, the video opens. The movie. And how the, long did it take you to? How long did it take you to hire him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I got his number on speed dial, but like the movie, the movie opens right with a. Uh, his name is Wrinkles. Wrinkles the clown. The movie opens with like a um, like a baby monitor monitor video of this this kid sleeping in like her bed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like the little trundle Holy bed drawer. Holy shit! Oh my god, he's terrifying. And like it's the on- little trunk, the trundle bed door, like thing under the bed slides out, and then he climbs out. I'm like, am I watching a serial killer? Like what? And then I find out the parents hired him to do this. Dude, this guy looks fucking terrifying. It's a nightmare, but it's like people, like people, like if oh my kids, god, it's like it's like in fucking um, Arrested Development. Where they kept hiring that guy with one arm <laughs> yeah. to like <laughs> to rip his arm off. And you always leave a note. Right. What, what's the guy every time uh the the mom Jean Parmesan? T- she's like, ah, ah. Yeah, no, but this guy, like, so I gotta watch the rest of this. But this, you like, watch he's this like a, on Hulu because it doesn't Hulu, show up. I think it's a Hulu original. It doesn't show up on Hulu. It says it says you can rent it on Prime. You sure you didn't pay for this? I I mean I watched it on Hulu. Can I sidebar? Can I bitch about Hulu for a second? Go ahead. So all of us here, when we have to go look for a movie that's on streaming, we just Google it because generally Google will show you where it's available to watch something. Hulu fuck you up. Well, this is the thing. So now that Hulu does live TV, it'll show things on Hulu that aren't on Hulu because you have to go. You'll go to Hulu. And you'll find it. Maybe like, well, you have to subscribe to your their cable service to get it. It's like, fuck you. That's not the same thing. You have a you have a Hulu account, right? Yeah, I have a Hulu account. All right, I'm just gonna just I'll send you. Can a I link. can I send can I share something to the group? I'm just gonna send this to you. Share through Share screen. No, I want to. Oh, I can't. I want to show Alec this fucking picture of this fucking clown. I can do that. Hold no. on, watch. Wait. No, thank you. Alec, look at this fucking thing. It's terrible. No, thank you. Here Don't go. show thank it, you. Alec. You're going to scare him. I'm going to do it. No, I'm doing it right now. Hold on. Where'd it go? <laughs> share screen. Host is disabled participant screen share. Come on, buddy. Oh, man. That's a shame. I'll, I'll text All right. It. Fuck it. I'll fix it. Here you go. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrinkles the clown. That shit is terrifying. And I think, I think it's a Hulu. It's a documentary, and I think it's a Hulu original. I'm going to well, watch the rest I, of I wanna it. I want to watch it now fucking he is he is that mask is that's a mask and it is terrifying horrifying it's fucking terrifying and the fact that people are like fucking doing this on purpose (laughs) you you turn like bird or uh like uh bostonian for a second they're fucking they're talking about this fucking clown 
It's a night. It looks like a nightmare. But oh, anyway, these kids don't want to get scared by a terrifying clown. Maybe they should be better kids. That, I mean, uh, that, there's that argument, and I'm not, tough, you know, tough but fair, right? All right. Anything they else? Won't leave, they won't leave their Legos out at night anymore. Oh God! Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Oh, Have I ever stepped yeah. on a Lego? Oh, it's Come awful. On. All right, but anyway, that's uh, that's everything I watched. Yep, and no Sean this week. So, so all yeah. he watched was himself sucking his dad's dick in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, tell us about minimal. <laughs> yeah, he sets up. Does he does he go to a place with a mirror, or does he set it up? I like hope it's, it's like one of those things, like where you get they try it on like a suit, and it's like three mirrors, so you can see all the it's angles. Like, it's like a fucking like it's a, a wardrobe. Yeah, it's wardrobe like, is the word. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Just, just yeah. Just, Excuse me, Pop. This isn't the right. I need to to get the right. Uh, right yeah. I need to see. I need to see six or infinite versions of me chugging. I dangus. need the angles. I need yeah. this. I need this dick sucking. This incestual dick sucking to look like fucking Enter the Dragon. Right. Yeah, that's what I want. I want Mr. <laughs> Hand. So here, you call me Mr. Mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so your hair looks great, by the way. You should have your wife do that shit all the time because it, it really makes it pop. It makes it pop. Yeah, it gives a lot of volume. You got kind of like a like a in sync kind of vibe. Like I got like a it looks like a manta ray is sitting on top very, of my head. Like it's very poofy. Like I love it. Oh, it's close to like 2009 Andrew Petit Dimash. Yeah, I'm getting like it. Yeah, a little bit long ass hair. A little bit. I Get like thick. Anyway, she um, grow out the back too. She may just go full long. That's it. Just go That'd all be out. Wild if you had long back hair. up to work again. You got a man bun, just dude. Go- Hell yeah. You know what? I, I pull it I'm off. I'm all for it. You could pull it off. All right. What, do we, what did we watch? Oh, sorry. Watch. Alec has one more proclamation for Go. you. Go. No. Just tell us about <laughs> Men in Black 2. Men in oh. Black 2. So Men in Black 2. Open, I actually really like the way it opens. I like the opening with uh, Peter. Um, I can't think of his name. Sellers. Peter Sellers. Wasn't no. it Peter Sellers? No. It's Peter. <laughs> it's Patrick. Uh, no. It's not Peter. No no no, 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 Like the, the, like the, like the, the Tales from Beyond bit. Unsolved oh, that, yeah, that was, that was Peter Sellers. That was Peter Sellers. That was it's not great. Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers is from fucking Pink it's Panther. Peter Weller. Graves. Peter Weller. Peter Graves. Peter Graves. Yeah. Michael Graves from the Misfits. So, uh, <laughs> Peter Graves is, it opens with Peter Graves talking about, uh, tales of shit that may or may not have happened. And it, it was my about- favorite part of the movie. I loved it. I and loved I, all, the and I liked the movie, but I thought that that like yeah, it's like that it, like kind of um, fake like uh, unsolved mysteries kind of thing, and they had a dramatization. Yeah, and the dramatization like the their tits are all out. And, like, it was great. It was awesome. And they what had that, and like the, and the, the monster was all nineteen fifties terrible. And, and they like, had they had this thing. They had this Chiron on the screen that said "Not actual aliens." Yeah, I loved that. What so, were you saying, Alec? I was gonna say, what a like a brilliant way to save fifteen million on effects budgets for a movie that's already spending probably a hundred million dollars on his budget. Easy, yeah. no, fuck it. This first scene, just do it with like paper plates and aluminum cans. It's yeah. solid, man. So, I loved it. I thought it was great, and so it's it a clever up. way to introduce the, the the fucking plot too, because it ties into the whole movie. Right. It basically sets up the whole plot, which is. This one alien, this one alien race wants to hide 
something on the planet. They call it the light. I forget. You know, some something important. No, it's, just, it's the light. You're right. Yeah. It's just so an then, alien MacGuffin. Right. And then this other alien wants it. But the men in black are like, we're not going to participate. We're fucking Switzerland. And then they launch, the, they launch into space. And then this spaghetti alien chases after it. Um, only to find out later that uh, that never happened. And then you have Laura Flynn Boyle coming back to Earth. She's Who the, looks great, by the way. I, she I never... needs to do some squats, but other than that, she looks tremendous. Oh, my God. She needs... You know, she had, like, terrible, Lord. like, bulimia and shit, dude. <laughs> like, that girl is, like, razor thin. She she's needs, a, she's needs... a little... I like skinny, and she's too skinny for me. Like, she's... Like, I, 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 she never really did much for me. She was on Twin Peaks. I never really got it. But like, I thought she looked pretty good in this movie. Her Twin Peaks were out in this movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, hey, hey, oh. So, Laura Flynn Boyle comes back as like this sort of slug monster. Well, a pause real quick because this, like, I was shocked by this immediately. So, the slug monster comes back to Earth, and then she, the slug monster. I said she. I misgendered the slug monster. Sorry. The slug monster sees a lingerie ad, mm. and in the lingerie ad, it's Laura Flynn Boyle, like, in sexy underpants. She basically did Bumblebee's thing. Yeah, so she turns into Laura Flynn Boyle. It's the, it's the fucking Terminatrix scene in uh, Terminator 3. It's Transformers. And we've it's done just, it a bunch. But yeah. this is the part that I was like, holy shit. So the slug monster turns to a sexy Laura Flynn Boyle in lingerie or tits out and everything. Immediately. Not even, not even like, a breath. This dude jumps out. A rapist is just a rapist, there. <laughs> a rapist jumps out from the woods, says, hey, girl, you take, like, and licks her face, I believe. Yeah, and he says, says something like, you taste good. You t- and puts a knife to her throat. It's like, you taste good. And then Laura Flamboyle eats him. And, and she's I'm not like, mad at her for that. Okay, me neither. But, like, why is there a rapist, like, like, this is a children's Central, movie. This is pre-Giuliani. Central oh, my Park God. I was yeah, like, this, that is, like. This was New York. In the 2000s. But, yeah. like, god damn, like, you're going to introduce, like, a, literally, like a uh, like a phantom rapist that shows up, like, as soon as an attractive woman is around. It was it was jarring, to say the least. Maybe so I'm this, looking at it with 2020 eyes too much, but I was like, this rape joke has no place in, uh, uh, like, a it was family film. I was it, was like, this is, it was immediately creepy. Like, um, you could have had her do anything. You could have had, like, just a walker by, be like, hey, nice tits. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, or you could have, like, an homage just, to Terminator. Just walk up to someone and go, I need your boots, your sunglasses. I need your sunglasses. Have your somebody and your walk by and be like, aren't you cold in your underpants? And then Laura Flamboyle eats them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but no, it's like the first thing is like, oh, we're going to have somebody, like, threaten to rape her in the first, like, two minutes of this fucking movie. Well, actually, the first like six because the intro credits to this movie take a dear, minute god they last yeah. so fucking long anyway sorry guys continue so meanwhile you've got like a, a parallel plot going where will you see will smith out on his grind again and his partner is the incomparable patrick warburton and i love their whole bits together i think i was happy great. to i was happy to see patrick warburton i was i was hoping he was going to be in it longer because he's like one of the first credits that they show i'm like oh he's in this i don't remember that yeah um, so he's he's one of he's like the last in a long line of will smith replacements since k kind of sh- like brained himself and is yeah, like they, just hanging they, out 
they shit canned uh, Sliver or whatever her name was, the chick from Dogma, who was set up to be her his partner in the last. Well, they, movie. Name, they they name checked that with Rip Torn for like half a second. It's like she didn't work out. She wanted to go back to the morgue. So fine, like whatever. Yeah, that so seemed then, that seemed convenient. <laughs> so you've got you've got Will Smith now becoming uh, the Tommy Lee Jones character, where he's kind of whimsical about like, will anyone remember my name? Like I'm getting like he's he's the grizzled veteran, and he's dealing with all the young bucks now. Uh, but he's like he's just so married to the job, like in Rip Torn's, like you need to fucking get a hobby. Um, so he gets a dog for a partner, yeah, and then you then you cross cut over to a uh, worm lady hooks up with a two headed Johnny Knoxville because this is yeah. like prime. This is prime Knoxville. Like, this is this is like the most high profile Johnny Knoxville. And then uh, you find he goes to they go to a uh, pizza restaurant that I think was in. I feel like the guy was in the first movie. I think, I think so. it's a callback. I um, so. He's the he's the landlord from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, and he is yeah. whatever. Hey, it's uh, what's what's he always say? It's almost it's almost the uh, end of the week, dude. Yeah, uh, the first of the month's the end of the week. <laughs> That's far yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> He gets like I don't know dissolved, split in half, sucked to death. Like, but, he, but yeah, and and also in that same restaurant, Rosario Dawson, who is peak Dawson, she is so fine in this movie. <laughs> like, she really is. She just got Employee of the Month. This is a movie filled with people that have been in plenty of movie the podcast movies. By the way, yeah, a lot of alums. You got her. You got Johnny Knoxville. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Monk. Who's the guy that played Monk? Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, he's been in movie the podcast movie. So then you got you get all these. Uh, so the, the setup becomes whatever this thing that Laura Flynn Boyle is after needs to be off of the Earth in like the next forty eight hours. It's called Otherwise, the light. Just call it the, the light. It's very easy to remember. I can't believe you can't remember that. <laughs> the light is gonna it needs to be off Earth in forty eight hours, or it will explode and take the Earth out with it. Yeah. So she's hunting for it. The Men in Black are looking for it. Will Smith shows up with the dog to check out this situation. Um, Will Smith, <laughs> he, I, I do like the scene in the subway where he's fighting the giant worm and then he's going through the whole rant. He's like, yeah, he's like brainwashing all the, or brain blasting all the people and goes through the whole rant about giving them shit about how they're, you know, they just won't do what they're told. I don't know. I, I like how like bitter he's gotten in this. It's, it's funny. I like, this was like, I don't know what happened. But like this is like when Will Smith in movies was like not a bad thing. I was like, oh, this, well, this is like this is just like it was peak Rosario Dawson. This was peak like Will Smith being like the all damn character. Like he's that was charming like, and he's funny. Yeah, he's movie. good in it. He's he's just an extension of this Fresh Prince character, yeah. more or less. Like he's just doing the like snappy back talk. Kind yeah, he's kind of kinda, yeah. He sort of feels like a Vince Vaughn esque role. Yeah, I I agree with that. So um. So he goes to show up, he, he gets the lowdown, and he decides, you know what, I'm not going to blast Rosario Dawson because he's explained everything to her, and she seems completely okay with it. He's like, all right, well, screw it. Uh, he, um, probably, he wanted to blast her, but not with his neuralizer or whatever. So then he goes back, they go back to headquarters, and they talk to Rip Torn, they're like, you need to get K back. And so pause. then it becomes this whole... Pause. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure you missed like one of the creepiest scenes in the whole movie where Michael Jackson is talking to Rip Torn, and he wants to be an agent. Yeah, and it's like it, we made that joke about how in the n- newer episodes of The Simpsons, guest stars will show up, and it's like, hey, it's fucking I don't know, Guy Fieri in Springfield, and it's like, well, why is he here? That Michael Jackson scene was like 
so like oh it's michael jackson showing up like because he wants to be an, oh, it's um, michael jackson wants to show up because he's an alien it's it's making a michael jackson uh, alien joke. awful and it's only it hasn't aged well <laughs> that no, we didn't, no. obviously <laughs> like but he had the sense of humor to participate so yeah yeah anyway it was, it was and it took a while that clip they probably they probably either michael jackson paid a bunch to be in this movie or they paid him a lot to be in this movie did he have a tie-in song or something? Because he that scene. No, but the end song is a Will Smith recaps the entire plot. That scene with Michael Jackson goes on way too long. It's like, why is this? And it doesn't have any. You could cut it all day long. There's nothing to do with the plot. Um. So now you're back. You're like, we got to get K back. They go find him in this post office where it's like Tommy Lee Jones being Tommy Lee Jones. They're not mad at that. And there's a fun scene with Bismarck Key where they like beatbox at each other in an alien language. You find out that everybody around you is an alien. Um, one of those aliens is Doug Jones, who does a lot oh, of like yeah. it um, the 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 mail guy, maybe. Yeah, the guy that was like sorting all the mail. It's one of them. I forget which one, but uh, that's cool. I didn't so then, know that. So you got classic Tommy Lee Jones. Like I liked, I really like his character from. Both Men in Black movies, like the snappy kind of like Dr. Cox from Scrubs, like always calling him Slick or Tiger or Chief or Champ. Yeah, and funny. him and Will Smith have good chemistry. Like they, they do. They, go, they bounce off each other well. But he doesn't become classic Tommy Lee Jones for a while. Um, no, for well, there's we you know he's kind of he, he sort of got it from he's like from Jump Street. He's still got a little bit of that too. But him, he doesn't but then, have his memories and shit. That no. this is the first stumbling block of the movie for me. Like I thought that it took way too long. Like just just do some science who's a fudge and make him the old guy. Like make him his old character again. Like well, right they were trying to, and then you went on a Ron Swanson esque scavenger hunt it to just figure took, out this part of the movie did nothing for me. It like took way too long to get him. Back. I there's a couple parts in this whole sequence trying to get. So they go back to Men in Black headquarters. They're trying to deneuralize him, but then what's her name shows up, creates havoc. So they got to go find Tony Shalhoub, who's got the the leaked plans on the internet yeah. to re-neuralize him or whatever. But there's a couple of bits, like a couple of beats in this that are sort of almost Rick and Morty-esque that I really enjoyed. Like the part where he's sitting there, it's like a role reversal from the first movie where there's that globe and he just sticks his finger into yeah, it. And then was... all the aliens are screaming. Like It's just like half a second of them screaming, uh, all that, is lost. All is lost. Like, that, was, that was good. <laughs> that made I, me laugh. I did enjoy that. But... And then the part where they go to the locker at Grand Central Station and it's an entire... It's an entire civilization. Yeah, but they made like a Ten Commandments off of a off of a off of a, a a business card from a video store. Yeah, and they've been they like be kind, rewind. They interpreted that to mean something. There was one other thing, and it's adult section in the back, and then just like a bunch of little pervert aliens. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, so you go through this whole bit. He finally gets his memory back. You meet up with uh, David Cross and some chick who is not Padme Amidala. Uh, no, but she was cute. She was yeah. And then this uh, David Cross's character knows like all about. Oh, that was the other movie, the podcast alum, because we just watched the movie with David Cross in it. Yeah, he's in Small Soldiers. So he uh, he shows up. They 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 rent this one video that he never picked up, and it's the it's the same Peter Graves video that talks about the thing, and that kind of jogs because <clears throat> Kay's got some of his memory back, but not all of his memory back. This video gets everything back. Um, there's a really creepy beat. Like where he's like, listen, stop living in your mom's house. Take this girl to what was it, Vietnam or yeah. Cambodia or something? Cambodia. Yeah, blah blah blah. A dollar lobster dinner. And pay more than a dollar. 
But like right after that happens and like they snap back out of it, all of a sudden David Cross stands up, grabs a shovel, and is like, hey mom, like is, is it presumed is like is it a legend he beat his mom to death with a shovel? <laughs> I don't know. It's very odd. So then the movie just kind of hustles to, to wrap it up. You find out that Rosario Dawson is the light, so that means that Will Smith can't keep her around. Um they gotta they gotta get her to the space drop off extraction point. They gotta fight the spaghetti lady. Uh they go to Kay's old house and he's got a menagerie of weapons hanging that out was, the back. That was a fun that was a fun scene. That I, like, was. I enjoyed that scene. Yeah. There's all the all, all the classic <clears throat> shoot 'em up bangaroos and uh that's it. Like it just ends. Well they got a they the Rosario the, like that that the romantic uh Rosario I can't talk. Rosario Dawson like the the theme of the movie is Will Smith's loneliness. Yeah. And that kind of gets resolved with with her subplot somewhat um until she leaves earth until she forever. leaves the planet well that's the thing like his his loneliness isn't isn't it's continuing he's still going to continue to be this lonely guy which they don't do anything with in the third movie right so. but um and then that's kind of, yeah kind of wraps it up but yeah you know, this this movie moves that I, remember. I will give it that yeah um i will say first off for me I thought that it, it's funny because this movie came out, I mean, years ago now, but I felt like its special effects didn't hold up at all. I thought the special effects were really bad in most cases. Their CGI was like very CGI. And it's like, that's the problem you're going to have when you make a movie like this and CGI technology gets better because there's almost no practical effects in this fucking movie. So all the CGI just looks super dated. Like when that train scene you're talking about, Goggs, I agree. I thought Will Smith in the scene was good, but like the actual effect of the worm and it eating the train looks so bad. And then they cut there before he got on the subway train, he was like riding the back of the worm and it looked like it just looked, it dog looked like dog shit. shit. It yeah. looked so bad. I was and like, like the bits with the car transforming and everything. Yeah. Just like it looks yeah. I mean, it, the effects in this movie did not age well. Um, why did the car need a Sony PlayStation remote control? You know why. <laughs> I know why. But, like, even as far as, like, terrible product placement goes, that's, like... Yeah, why couldn't they just do it like with a... a, a, a cardinal sin. Like, that's just ridiculous. Why couldn't they just use a Sony Vio or a Sony Ericsson phone? <laughs> and this was, like... I guess they still do that nowadays, but this remember I was a big deal in like the early, the late nineties, early two thousands was like prime time product placement. Oh, they still do Sony movies still all that. the Those time. Amazing Spider Man movies. Yeah, they have their like Sony laptops and their Sony phones. What was it like for everything. Independence Day? What was there? That was, was my the laptop, joke. Yeah. Was the laptop an app? I think it was. A, I think it was a MacBook. The yeah. funniest movie. There's there's a couple of funny movies with product placement. Um, the the same guys who made Independence Day, their Godzilla movie is like, there's like a new product in every frame of that fucking movie. Um, and, and like, they have to like make sure to frame the product that they use. I mean, it's all over movie. It hasn't gone away. It's only gotten worse. If anyone. Now it's just all about like cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like those Iron Man movies are full of Audis. Yeah. And the same thing with the, the, well, the fucking 007 movies. It was BMW when, now when what's his name uh, was at the helm, and now Ashton, it's back to Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Now yeah. it's to Ashton Kutcher's. Those are sweet cars. Uh, no doubt. But, who, but who's got $120,000 to spend on the car? 
Nope. Not me. Uh, Alec, what did you think of this movie? Um, it like it was better than I remember, but I still I still didn't think it was good. Like I remember flat out hating it when I saw it in two thousand two. Yeah, so whenever either two thousand one or two when it came out, like I thought it was terrible. Two thousand two, and it's not terrible, but it's still not good. Like I'm never gonna watch it again. No, yeah, unless for some reason we have to watch it again for the podcast <laughs> for Triumph of April. Yeah, we're not doing that one. Um. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I felt like I I kind of enjoyed this movie. I, surprisingly enough, I felt like it was like a cartoon. Like every every comedy beat was over the top and silly, and it felt like a Looney Tune like moment. That's and a good way of putting it. Yeah, I don't think like I I didn't laugh, but like I understood what they were doing. It felt like a kids movie, and I kind of liked how silly it was. Like I don't think the movie ever stop to take itself seriously at all my only real complaint like i said is i thought that the it had a, a bit of a soggy middle for me i felt like it just went on and on it's like just give him his, like everything else is just like you got your shit like you don't have your memory like like just do something like that like i don't need this extended drawn out like oh he's got to do this this and this and then he'll remember everything it was just like uh... I don't know. I, I mean, I know why they did it because they needed to stretch the length of the movie out. But like, for me, it was like, why? Like, I don't know. In a, in a world where also, in a world. In a, also the, the fact that uh, Laura Flynn Boyle annihilates the entire MIB office in like five seconds. And like, none of those guys can handle anything. It was like, well, how's that possible? She does a really good, like, like her, like all the starring. All the starring performances, her, Tommy Lee Jones, and Will Smith all do a very good job in this movie. She's really good in this movie. She's good as the villain. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I thought that Johnny Knoxville was kind of annoying, but again, like he's the like. That was who he's supposed to be. He's the annoying. He- I just didn't like that. Like you could have just had him as the weird creep. I didn't need that second head. No, like, that was the unnecessary. Se- the second head not only did it look like shit, but it was kind of annoying. Um, you could have just had him be the weaselly, dirty heel guy. It would have been fine without the two heads. Um, I don't know though. Overall, I thought the movie was pretty fun. I didn't. I don't have any like glaring problems with it. Uh, other than the effects. Um, I don't know. You guys want to get anything else before we get into our five knuckle shuffles? No. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of movie. Like it's just like yeah, like. I didn't like the rape. I didn't like the implied rape in the. No, first. that was a bit much. It's just amazing what like a screenwriter was like. Oh yeah, this is what because like again, it's unprovoked. It's not like she was even like. God, this is gonna sound terrible. It, I I don't even want to phrase it this way, but like, there's no. Oh, don't. Like, just don't do it. Don't just don't. It just happens out of nowhere. Like it's not like it's not like there was like a group of like creepy dudes. It's an unnecessary button. Like it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need. To yeah, be yeah. And here's, what's, here's the other thing. She's clearly able to make clothes appear on her body, right? Right. Like well, she, she didn't. She didn't yeah. like. She didn't like form up in the nude and have to find all their clothes. No. So well, why did she just form up? Well, she she's just modeling off of what she thinks motivates people. That right, but after she killed after she killed the rapist, she took his pants and his boots. So why didn't you, they're unnecessary? Why didn't you just yeah? Why didn't you just do that? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently, I, I didn't uh, did you notice this, but apparently Johnny Knoxville's character just disappears after the scene in the basement with Tony Shalhoub. Oh, yeah? Like, he doesn't show up again in the movie. Oh, like, really? They refer to him and talk about him, but he doesn't physically show up. Is that I like missed, trivia or something? Obviously, I missed that completely, so that's how important yeah. his character was. Well, yeah, because she, she relies on that other alien heavy for the rest of the movie, that weird-looking, like, yeah. cave, caveman guy. With the baby... Uh, what, yeah. what was that movie? Batteries Not Included? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bolchinians. That's crazy. I didn't even th- I didn't even realize he like disappeared, but you're totally right. So that means he just like he disappeared like halfway through the movie. It's like zombie nation all over again with <laughs> the main character is just gone. We like, should do a we should do a proper like, we should do it one of these days we need to do a proper review of zombie nation on the show. Wait a minute. Is that scene from is that scene from Rick and Morty? Why'd your mic get all weird? You got super quiet. Yeah, you got all quiet. Sorry, is that better? That's way better. Yeah. So was it, is this a callback? Was there? Did Rick and Morty make like a callback to this? With that, remember that scene in Rick and Morty where Rick's telling Morty to like choke the guy and got choke him by grabbing the things at the bottom of his chin, and Rick think, or Morty thinks he's killing him, but Morty's really jerking him off. Oh yeah. Then there's a scene with the the ball chinians in this one where Will Smith's kicking him where his testicles would be if he was a human, oh, and then he maybe. pulls down his scarf and he's got his balls like just right there. I mean, maybe it seems like. It seems like an easy gonna, joke. I'm going to spoil something for you, Gogs. Rick and Morty rips off everything. Oh, I know. I just didn't know if this was the specific thing that this was. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. It's homage. It's not. If you like it, it's homage. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. But anyway. Anyway, let's get into Five Knuckle Shuffles. Mm. Gogs. Um... It's like six seven territory. Like I'll give it. Here's what I'm gonna get. I think it's gonna get a seven because it 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 it, it bounced. It bounces up a point because I remember really not liking this and me being surprised with how much I didn't hate it. Probably gets it like a, a weird kind of bump. Yeah. Um, like we, it's are not. We, are we just getting soft in our old age? <laughs> I, I don't so. know. We, well, here's the thing. Like I think we've movies seen, we used to like. We don't like anymore movies that we hated we like <laughs> i think it's like we've seen so much shit nowadays yeah. right we've got a much bigger volume to judge against right this isn't like this is not there's not there's nothing it's not but it's we've seen movies like made bad like it's not like what was the fucking we just watched it the fucking patrick swayze movie in the apocalypse like it's not that uh, it's, uh sort of iron or what was it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah forgot yeah. the title it's not that Feel right hot. what's that Steel something. Red slap or something like that. Red steel. It's no, it. that was the Wii game. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not that movie, right? Like, it's acted well. The production it's is well, well done. It's acted well. It's shot well. The, 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 the fucking special effects are aged. Yeah, but they they're still not well. bad. But back I mean, in the day, they were just fine. Probably t- it was probably the best-looking movie that came out that year. And, like, there's a lot of, like, honestly, more. I don't care. So I like I like Patrick Warburton. I like Will Smith's character. I like all the characters. I don't necessarily like what they are doing. And I don't really care about it. Yeah. But I like all of the characters. And yeah. I really like all the side beats. Like, I love all the dumb shit that's happening at headquarters. I love all the little, like, sort of side, like, nods. In her. I like the greater, the world building they do, I like a lot more than the story they're telling. Yeah. 
it, so, it feels like you could have made a, like a, a Men in Black like television series. series. Like right. a, yeah. I like, mean, know they made a cartoon that was pretty good. I remember that. But I, I you know, like I don't, nothing is, no, nothing's like abhorrent about it. There's no like no. major flaws and it's entertaining enough and it's better than I remember, but it's not fucking great. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't long to watch it again. I didn't buy it and I'm, thank goodness. Yeah. I thank God the math worked out on that. I, I, so I told you, like, have I told you guys my fun new workaround for for movies that aren't available anywhere yet? Hmm. So I uh, I'm part of I this app that's called Google Surveys. So like mm-hmm. randomly throughout the day, they'll send me these surveys that I fill out, and then they'll give me money that I can spend on my Google account. Oh, so I like rack up money. So like like I'll but it'll never be like much. It'll be at most it'll be like six seven bucks. But then I can rent a movie on YouTube and use my Google account money for that. So then I basically rent the movie for free. It's bro. So is this wait what what's it called? I want to I want to get free money. It's called Google Surveys, but you might have to have a Android because I have a it's an app on my phone. I don't. Yeah, but Me? I I love. I'm just kidding. I just do it on my computer. Well, there I have you a Google go. account. Do um, it all the time. But yeah, it's like it's it's a six that's sort of bounced into seven territory. It's right on the it's on the cusp. Six and a half. All right, and Alec. Have- um, you are wrong. This is like a three. Damn, Alec is so tough. He really is. This, Alec like, is just so brutal. He's brutal. He's like watch, watching, like watching this movie again. Like there are parts that I liked, but more what I liked was remembering fun Will Smith, who made banger after banger after banger, and not sad serious Will Smith <laughs> who good. made. <laughs> sad serious movies that just aren't very good and have no like and gets cocked by his I don't wife. want to say no depth mm. like his early stuff doesn't have depth either but it's at least fun but like the shit he makes now like seven pounds concussion uh Gemini man Gemini man like <laughs> what, what was the one that came out a couple of years ago him and Margot Robbie they're like Oh, uh, uh, oh, what about like their cat burglars or some that shit? That movie sucked. Yeah. It, was, it was called like Exposure or Link something. Link or yeah, like, stuff like that. Uh, like, rumor I has it, see. rumor has it, he banged Margot Robbie on the set. Well, they have an open marriage apparently, so. Well, yeah, depending on who I mean, you ask. Yeah. yeah. But like, it just. Like, it was fine. The dog's funny. I like the dog. Who voiced the oh, dog? Like, funny. Pause real quick. That dog, you want to talk about weird out of place. So there's a point in that movie where the dog, I guess, bites the guy's dick off. Cause he's like, you want kids? And like, he's cause the guy's making fun of the dog and the guy's, the dog's like, do you want kids? And he's like, no. And then he just like, then it cuts and you hear the guy going, ah! like, like the dog's like biting his and dick like, off. And the guy's like laughing at the dog. Like it's right. the funniest thing he's ever seen. Like, this motherfucker deals with aliens all day long. Right. You're gonna laugh at a dog that can talk. Like, yeah, that seems like nothing. Like, and you, I can't imagine he wouldn't have encountered this dog a million times at the office. Well, yeah, everybody seems to know the dog. Um, but yeah, like I wish Will Smith would get back to making some like. So and I, he probably at this point can't recapture that, it. That Margot Robbie movie with him is called Focus. Focus, yeah, exposure, focus, the camera. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of camera shit. <laughs> um, but I, w- I wish he could. Bot- even like movies like Wild Wild West, like that movie's a mess, but it's fun. That movie is shockingly racist. 
Oh, oh it's, it's not even like it's like it's super racist. Yeah, yeah, making fun of racists or not making fun of racists, racist comments and crippled comments. Yeah, the whole movie. yeah. two of my favorites. Um, Jesus, but man, like there's a lot of hard n words in that movie. If I remember correctly, there is at least one. <laughs> it's a family movie. It's like yeah. yeah. Uh, also directed by the same guy who directed this, Barry. Barry Sonnenfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just uh, it didn't do it for me, but it made me want to go back and watch like the first Men in Black and Independence Day. And that's really what fueled me trying to figure out a Will Smith month. You know the difference between like you and me? I make this look good. Wow, Wow West. You know, oh, it's Wild, like Wild West. Bad Boys, the original Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, Bad Boys Two, still a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. Uh, but like, it apparently, like, it's the highest-grossing movie this year. <laughs> it's like the last big movie to come out before think, Corona, so I think it, it um, made like two hundred and some million dollars. Maybe starting to go back to was he in Day? What's that, Alec? Alec? Uh oh, did we lose uh, Alec? He's froze up. Uh oh, wait, there he is. Wait. There he is. We got him. Did you? Was he in Independence Day? You mean Resurgence? He was not. They talk about him, but he wasn't in it. Oh, I think we lost. I think Alex. I lost you guys for a second. Wait. Can you hear me again? Yeah, yeah, there you are. Yeah, you're good. Okay. What like, did you ask? I, if he was, well, in I was Independence asking if he was in Independence, the new Independence Day, just because, like, with him doing the new Bad Boys, maybe he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna no. start having fun with movies again instead of. Uh, no, they wrote his character out in the new Independence Day. I think he died. One of the main characters is his son in the in the film. I remember liking The Pursuit of Happiness, which I think was his first, like, well, no. I remember liking that movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I remember liking uh, Ali. Oh, that movie's too long. That movie was it too, is too long. long. It's a very good movie. Uh, so, yeah. Like, so, yeah. What did you give it a three? <laughs> three. Damn. So, so he's hard. like, yeah, he's he's the polar opposite of my seven. So he's three off. The, I'm three off the top. He's three off the bottom. So where you at, Teagles? Uh, it's a six for me, dog. Uh, I didn't hate it while I was watching it. That is one of my top criteria. Like I again, I <laughs> there's faults with this movie, but like I wasn't like dreading. There's a lot of these movies that we watch that I hate. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, is this fucking over yet? And I didn't really have that. In- like, that didn't, that feeling didn't creep in with this one. Like, I was, I was entertained the whole time. I, uh, I well, think, go ahead. Sorry. Shockingly, which doesn't seem plausible with these movies back then, only an hour and 28 minutes, including the credits. So, really, probably an hour and 20 minutes of actual movie. Yeah, the credits were so fucking long. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I think that there's things you like, I think like if I, I think if my major problem, if I think about the first movie is I think that this does what bad sequels do where they're just like, we need to get the band back together. Like it would have been interesting if they, <clears throat> if they tried to make this movie without Tommy Lee Jones, I think like that's more of a cool storyline instead of just like, well, like this is kind of a remake of the first one, right? Because 
in the first one, Will Smith is the guy that doesn't know about what's going on. And this one, like Tommy Lee Jones isn't, but then they got to get him up to speed. And it's like, I mean, I can, ex- I can excuse that. Cause this isn't like high art. This is just like a fun family movie. And it, it Except executes, for the rape scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But overall, I mean, it, it executes there. It's got fun action beats. It's Will Smith is good, and I can't stand Will Smith. So it shows you where I am with this. I think he's funny in this movie. Him and Tommy Lee Jones work together really well. Tommy Lee Jones is really funny in this movie. Like, I love his just, like, he's, like, uh, like a gruff, like, Hank Hill. Like, he's just, like, a very by-the-numbers, like, boring guy. Um, but I liked it. I, I enjoyed it overall. But again, it's not without its faults. And it's kind of creatively bankrupt in a lot of ways. <laughs> like as far as the, the actual plot goes, like it's the most cookie cutter fucking plot. Like Queen Alien has MacGuffin. Everybody has I mean, to it's stop. Really the, it's really the plot from the first, the movie, first right? movie. It's Again, it's like a remake of the first movie. But again, I didn't hate it. Like so many times. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, why is this still going? And I'm on my phone the whole time. I was invested in watching this. I mean, I was watching it on my Switch, but I was still invested in watching it. So take that, David Lynch. If you don't like people watching movies on their phone, how do you feel about people watching movies on their Nintendo Switch? <laughs> it's very hot. How you liking? How you liking that? The Switch? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is the first time I've used it in three months. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I bought it. Mm. You want it? You can have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what when I will ever learn that like portable systems and me just don't get along. I didn't learn it with the Vita. I didn't mm. learn it with the PSP, and I haven't mm. learned it with the Switch Lite. Mm. Like I don't know when I have the option. I should have just bought a regular Switch to plug into my TV. It might have made me feel differently. But uh, yeah, my Switch Lite just kind of sits around and collects dust. Mm. They just announced Shin Megami Tensei uh, 5 that's coming out soon. That I'm looking forward to, and that's it. Mm. Also, I hated Breath of the Wild. so Ooh. I thought it was trash. Damn. <laughs> I think it's the most overhyped game I've ever played in my life, and I thought it was incredibly boring. God damn. It's like, trash oh. game for trash people. Well, the thing is, it's like it's a game that's like, oh, like here's all this shit to do. Figure it out. Like, they don't give you any direction. It's like, that's not a video game. Like, I don't want to play that. Like, it's just like, just walk around the map. Also, also like, in every other game that's ever been invented, as you walk around the map and you uncover new areas, the map opens up. In this game, it doesn't until you get to the fucking stupid Far Cry, like, towers. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. The game sucks. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> the storyline is trash. It's like a children's book. And the gameplay is just like, Make your own fun. I don't want to make my own fun. I'm playing a game. You tell me what's fun. I paid you for fun, sir. Yeah, yeah I yeah. paid seventy dollars not to make my own fun. Yeah, I got Ghost of Tsushima. I love it. That's a better Breath of the Wild any day of the week. That game fucking rules. I'm a samurai. I'm killing people left and right. I have a purpose. I love it. It's fucking great. I'm getting this cool armor all the time. I'm just slicing dudes' heads off. I fucking love it. I can call out people. Like you can go into a fucking base in that game. And just hit this button, and it's showdown. And you just get their strongest dude, and you're like, come over here. I'm going to fucking cut your head off. And then you do it. It's fucking awesome. That's what I want. It's everything I wanted. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Video Game, the podcast. Yeah, one of these days, I'm actually going to do a video game show. I only play one video game. 
I only do, I only play one video game at a time. It'd be a terrible show. No, it'd be good as long as you just knock them out in a week. I I don't know. I I tend to play them very long. But uh, anyway, uh, so are doing a podcast about comic books nobody else has read. Yeah, I've been reading. It'll just be the same episode over and over because I just read <laughs> the same ones over and over. There you go. Uh, so we're undecided what we're going to do next week. Um, but we'll figure it out because we got an extra extra week, so it's going to be non. will it's not. It's not going to be Tommy Lee Jones related. It'll be something different. I was thinking maybe we'll do the grab bag again, but how do we do a grab bag when we're not in the same room? Well, I'm sure they have some kind of like random thing where we can each put one in and then push a button and it'll kick one out yeah i mean we all just get assigned a number and just do like a a roll of fake dice yeah we'll figure it out yeah all right everybody uh thanks for listening and uh go eat your own ass yeah hot so it'll be hot ass right now watch out for agent m i went outside today with a hundred
so have no fear, just let me see you nod your head. 